Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. There are unknown monsters in every nook and cranny of this planet. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today we're going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, please be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going. Now, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories. So this story takes place when I was nine. I was with my cousin at the time, and we were at his grandma's house in Cumberland County, Virginia. My other cousin was inside. I think she was ten at the time. I will call my cousin that is outside during this story Alex. Alex and I were just talking outside and looking down the hill that the house was on, into the forest. We were talking about stuff that was happening at his house and this stuff was paranormal. I can send in some of those stories in the future if you would like, as I have seen some really scary stuff there. Anyway, while we were looking into the forest, I looked to the left, and I saw something. I saw two legs. Whatever they belonged to had the rest of its body in the trees, hidden from my view. I pointed this out to Alex, so we ran back to the house, but we did not go inside. We kept looking at it, until whatever it was seemed to move away. We could only see its legs, not its body, face, or arms. We did see a few of its hands, though. It was strange. Whatever it was, it was massive. I think the most likely answer is a Bigfoot, as I do not think black bears can get that big, and I definitely don't think their paws look like hands. Those are the biggest things that I know of in our area as well. Whatever it was, it was easily eight to nine feet tall, but the story does not end there. Because we were stupid kids, we went back and kept talking. We tried to figure out what this thing could have been and were lost in conversation. Then we heard this weird sound. It was not like how most people describe Bigfoot sounds. It was more of a screech. We immediately turned around to see a massive creature standing around maybe 100 to 150 feet away from us. This scared the crap out of us, 
so we ran inside. When we eventually went back out there with our parents to show them, it was gone. I have only ever been back one more time since then. We moved to Port Charlotte, Florida in June 2016. Initially, the homes surrounding us were mostly vacant. During that time, I had two strange experiences. The first was around midnight. I had gone out on the lanai to have a cigarette. As I stood up to go into the house, I began to smell this immensely powerful odor. It was a sweet, musky, skunky, weird smell I have never experienced before. I had the windows open, as it was pretty nice during these cool months. The smell emanated powerfully throughout the home for about 15 minutes before clearing. The second encounter was not too long after. It was approximately 6am. I was getting my husband's lunch ready for work. Again, I was out on the lanai. I hear two owl calls coming from the neighborhood behind my house. They sounded strange, but I really didn't pay too much mind to it. Then I heard what I can only describe as a great ape coming from the wooded area down the street. It was very loud and deep. I stood up and walked over to that side of the yard and thought to myself, what the heck? Did the neighbors get a chimp? Both of these events happened in 2018. Since that time, the vacant homes have sold and are now occupied. I have not had any further experiences. I had randomly commented on a Facebook post about these experiences that I had, just giving the location as Southwest Florida. A man replied asking me where this happened. He lived in Port Charlotte and had a friend who had a very strange encounter. I messaged him and said that I'm also in Port Charlotte, and I told him exactly where I lived. I discovered he is only a few blocks away. Apparently, his friend came into the house white as a ghost and absolutely terrified exceedingly early one morning. He told him he was not going to believe what he just saw, but in the center of the road near the wooded lots, he saw a four to five foot tall chimpanzee-like creature watching him. The man I spoke with is a teacher and stated that his friend is not the type of person to fabricate stories. He said the man was literally shaking. That encounter was about five years ago, and to the best of his recollection, our encounters were less than a mile away from each other. There have been several reports from Charlotte County, quite a few here in Port Charlotte. Thank you for taking the time to read my report. I genuinely enjoy your channel and hope to see other stories similar to mine. Hey Swamp Dweller, I am new to your channel, but already I am loving what you do. Keep it up. Okay, so this happened to my father, but the time frame of this story is like 15 years ago. But anyways, when my dad was about 5 years old, he started getting these vivid nightmares. He would be wherever he fell asleep, but he would hear a scream coming from something just out of sight. But this scream was not human. It was like a monster pretending to be an injured human. The weird part is, is that he kept having the same nightmare for years and years 
and every time he would have the nightmare, the noise always seemed just a little bit closer. After a few years, he finally got a glimpse of what was making the noises. It started as a bloodshot eye peering through the crack in the door, and the screaming was deafening at this point. Over several more dreams, the door would open slightly more every time till he could see it fully. It looks like a frail, starved woman who has had every joint dislocated and every bone is broken, and he said that the way it moved was the most terrifying part. It was like it was twitching and glitching towards him, moving incredibly fast, but he would wake up every single time, right about when it was an inch away from him. By age 18, the dreams did not really affect my dad. It was just part of life. At age 20, my dad, me, and my mom went to our home country of Pakistan when I was about one years old. At the time, we were staying at my mom's dad's house. My dad tells me that one night everything was calm and very quiet, and out of nowhere, he heard it. As soon as the sound hit his ears, it felt like his heart was going to burst out of his chest. He heard the screaming from his dreams. He knew that today, it would all come to an end, and this whole ordeal would finally be over. My dad grabbed a 12-gauge, loaded it, and headed downstairs to the front door. The screaming was even louder at this point. Right as my father was going to open the door, my granddad grabbed him and said, I will deal with it. My dad responded, No, this is my mission. I have seen it in my dreams for years. I have to deal with it. My granddad said, Don't be stupid. What will your wife and kid do if something happens to you? Go upstairs and protect them. I'll deal with it. And with that, my dad went back upstairs. He heard the front door open and shut. Suddenly, the screaming became deafening. The windows even started rattling. Then suddenly all the noises stopped, and they heard the front door open. And my granddad came upstairs and went to bed. He did not speak at all for a month. The next day, my dad went outside to see if there were any sign of that thing. And then he found his dog was dead. But what was weird was all of its guts were out on the floor next to him. But there was no cut or incision on the body. My granddad was deeply a religious person. I do not think my dad would have lost his voice for a month. He would have probably lost his life. My granddad later explained he was yelling prayers at the thing telling it to go, and that it was not welcome near people who are protected by God. And it let out that huge scream they heard, and it just ran off into the night. But then my granddad realized he couldn't speak, but none of us have seen anything or heard anything about those dreams ever again. I don't know what my grandfather did, but we're forever grateful for him. This creature, whatever it was, was pure evil. Hey Swamp Dweller, it is me, CleverHeart95. And just recently, I've been hearing some unnatural noises during the past two months or so. It all started on a cloudless night when the moon was full. I was on the bench, swinging at my back porch, enjoying the night. My two dogs were there with me, sleeping. Suddenly, I heard something in the blackness of the trees. <laughs> 
I thought it was a rabbit because we have wild rabbits in the yard. My dogs instantly bolted towards the darkness. Not just a few minutes later, a loud, ear-piercing scream sliced through the call of the crickets, and my dogs came sprinting towards the door, yelping all the way. They were clawing and jumping. They wanted into the house. Something scared them so much to the point of them shaking. The scream came again, and I decided that I had enough peace time outside, and I booked it inside the house. These screams continued for months. One night, I was in my bed when I heard heavy footsteps outside my window. I froze in place, believing that whoever or whatever was outside was looking at me through the window. Then it screamed. It was so loud that even my parents woke up and came rushing into my room. My father had a Winchester. My ears were ringing as if it were an explosion going off right next to me. And now, to the worst part. Just yesterday, I was outside with my friends, enjoying a bonfire. Being tired, I said that I was going to the bathroom, and I went to the forest to relieve myself instead of going to one of the house's bathrooms. I just got to the shed when I stopped and nearly screamed. There, in front of me, were two glowing blood-red eyes staring right at me. They had to be at least eight feet off the ground. A soft, rapid clicking sound was remarkably like a dolphin emanating something in front of me. It took a huge step forward, closing the ten-foot distance to a six-foot distance easily. It was close enough that the light from the house showed some features. It was pure white with ludicrously long arms, and connecting to the ends of the arms were two-inch long fingers that appeared to be sharp like knives. It had no hair on its body, and looked somewhat human-like in physical appearance. It was malnourished, too malnourished as if the skin would split open if given the slightest amount of pressure. And then, I looked up at his face. All I saw before sprinting away was row upon row of jagged teeth. It screamed as I reached my friends. We were all scrambling into the house when they started laughing. To my embarrassment, I looked down to see that I had wet my pants. I told them that there was some monster outside, but everyone called BS on it, and no one believed me. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Back in the fall of 1983, I was a sophomore in high school in Minneapolis. It was the time of year for homecoming, 
On a Friday night, I and my friend Michelle walked from her house to our high school homecoming football game. It was in the fall of the year and cool, crisp outside and it felt really nice. There was a bit of a light fog forming as well. I'd like to add that we were not under the influence of any alcohol or any drugs. At this point in the night, it was just getting started and there would be plenty of parties after the game. We were both as sober as could be. There was a huge cemetery at least six city blocks long and three blocks wide near our high school. The cemetery was used by many kids from our high school to cross through at night or sometimes even party in it if they weren't caught by someone from the security building that was attached to the chapel and mausoleum. It was hard to get into the cemetery, but there were a few ways you could squeeze in. As soon as we got in, we walked deeper into the cemetery, onto the main road there. There were some dim lighting there, with a glowing coming from the streetlights just outside that penetrated the light fog, but not much. It was pretty dark. Probably only five minutes in and Michelle stopped in her tracks. This freaked me out right away. I said, what? She said, did you see that? I told her to knock it off or I am walking back to the opening. I could see she wasn't joking and she said, I swear something is galloping by the fence on the other side. I told her sometimes they have security dogs running through there and since I worked with all kinds of dogs at a shelter, even aggressive ones, dogs did not freak me out in the slightest. She told me dogs do not gallop and it looked human but I ignored her and said just keep walking. This really put tension into the air, because I could see she was freaked out. I told her to stop worrying, changed the subject, and we picked up the pace. We both attempted to struggle for conversation as she continued to look around as if there was someone following us. Suddenly, off in the distance, I could see what she was talking about. Along the fence and looking like it was coming to our direction was something bigger than a dog and smaller than a horse. It was on all fours as it galloped our way. I could see it had a human face and what almost looked like long blonde braids. Michelle began to scream and started to run. I grabbed her arm pulling her back. Clearly, she went into flight mode and I went into fight mode. If she ran, this thing would chase us. We were not even halfway through the cemetery. This thing was coming up on us at an amazingly fast speed. I could feel my adrenaline pumping and my heart pounding. About 30 feet away from us, I could see it had the face of a woman and what looked like dried blood on its face as it got closer. We smelt a horrible stench like rotten meat. I could see its nose looked broken and blood coming from it. It was running down its naked chest. It shot up onto two feet and started running towards us, arms out and cursing in a guttural, demonic voice. It said it was going to tear our throats out and play in our blood. This was finally enough to make both of us run as fast as we could towards a light that was a security building. It seemed too far to make it there without this thing tearing us apart first. We could hear it running behind us, hissing our names. It seemed impossible that this thing could possibly know our names. For just a brief second, it entered my mind that it was a prank from someone at school but it couldn't be. It was all too inhuman. We ran for what seemed like an eternity. We realized that this thing was no longer chasing us. 
Both of us were heaving and gasping for air. We could hardly breathe at this point. I felt like I was going to pass out at any moment. We stood there holding on to each other crying, when all of a sudden we heard a clicking coming down the road. To our horror, off from the distance coming towards us, with huge talons clicking against the pavement and a bloodied face, we see this thing galloping towards us again. We turned and ran the other way, hoping we could make it out the way we came in. We ran through the trees and past the tombstones into the fog, with no way to know where we came from. All I could hear was our heavy breathing and my heart pounding. I could no longer run and stop. That's when I realized Michelle was gone. I screamed her name several times and heard nothing. I turned and ran back toward the light of the building. I could barely see it off in the distance, but knew I was going the right way again. I froze as something hit my nostrils. A horrid stench. The same rotten meat smell. I turned to look at the road, ahead, and saw the creature with blonde braids crouching down about ten feet away from me, with blood all around its body, and a body in front of it ripped open at the abdomen. I watched in terror as this thing dug into the stomach with his talons and dung out the insides of it. I only now realized it was Michelle. It looked at me with a chilling evil glare as it licked the blood from its talons with a long black forked tongue. My legs went weak. I couldn't scream and I could hardly walk. I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. And I felt like I was dreaming. Survival mode kicked in and I was able to pick up my pace running towards the building. This had to be a nightmare. There was no way what I just saw was real. About a block away in the distance, I could see a couple of trucks. I knew I had to get there. It was my only option. As I ran across the grass towards the light, the fog began to lift. I finally made it to the building, pounding on the door and screaming. I could see two men in there, one running towards the door. As the man opened the door, I fell into his arms. I explained as much as I could. The only thing they were concerned about was who was missing, this missing girl that I kept saying. It was a few minutes before I was in their trucks as they used a light to try to scan the cemetery while I yelled for Michelle out the window. We must have driven down every single road before we saw a woman walking towards the truck. It was Michelle. Her arms wrapped around her as if she were giving herself a hug, hunched over and walking in a catatonic state. As we got closer, the truck stopped, we both jumped out and ran towards her. We got to her asking her if she was okay. As soon as I got her to the lights of the truck, I could see her face was tear-streaked, with black running down her face. Her eyes were blank and expressionless. She stared at me like she didn't know who I was. She wouldn't talk, and by the time we got her back to the building, she was insisting everything was okay. She didn't want an ambulance or the police called. We were both dropped off that evening at our homes since we did not live too far. It wasn't until about five days later she finally took my call. She told me she needed time to try and process what she had seen. Along with this creature chasing us, she had been running only to realize I was gone and no longer with her that night. She had then seen me being ripped apart in the middle of the road, as this thing ate my insides out. She remembers waking up after passing out, and that's when we found her. The cemetery security wrote this off as two young girls under the influence. They thought we were on some sort of mind-altering drugs. They said the stress of that would eventually put us in some sort of strain to where we were hallucinating. 
There were whispers of what happened that night, and why we weren't friends anymore, but no one really knew all the horrifying and life-altering details that affected us that night. It is interesting and tragic how that horrifying night and experience changed our friendship. Fast forward about 35 years later, and we have reconnected on Facebook and have talked extensively about that night. We still, all these years later, have no logical explanation, and neither one of us has shared it. Honestly, 35 years later, we both still get anxiety in cemeteries, even during the day. It is great we reconnected to finally be able to talk about it. I live in northern New England. A couple of years ago, my then-girlfriend and I were out for a drive late at night, sometime around 1am if I had to guess. The roads had been mostly dead all night, except the occasional passing car, and it was completely clear that night. I decided I was going to get quote-unquote lost and just see where the road takes us. Then, GPS back to replace when we were tired. I had been taking random turns for about a half hour when I came upon something odd. A car was coming towards us, but both of its headlights were flashing. Not like high beams going on and off, more like a light bulb about to burn out. I mentioned it to my girlfriend, as I had never seen a car or any sort of light on a vehicle do something like that before. But we shrugged it off as electrical problems and kept going. We turned left at this next stop sign and that's when I began to notice that the porch lights of the nearby houses were doing the exact same thing. They dimmed and brightened in the same steady pattern of the headlights that had just passed us. We took a left, and the hair stood up on the back of my neck as the road ahead dipped into a small dark valley, a complete blind spot. As my car entered it, both of our right ears popped painfully, and the smell of sulfur assaulted our noses. My headlights flooded the space. We were surrounded by forest on either side, but on the right was driveway, with a mailbox next to it. Standing to the right of the box, in the tall grass was something indescribable. Some sort of hunched-over, slender creature, a few feet taller than the box itself, peering our way. From the little I can recollect, it was only very vaguely humanoid. In that moment, the only thing I remember was the, the feeling of dread and adrenaline from my body's flight response. We were out of the blind spot as quickly as we entered it, and I've never seen anything like that since. The strangest thing is, is that the next day, I could no longer fully recollect the memory of the event, only the feelings I felt as we saw it, and the verbal descriptions both of us recounted to each other in the immediate moments of the event were the exact same. I see the memory in my mind as if it's blurred out in some sort of dark splotch, like someone spilled ink over the spot the creature was standing. My ex says the same thing. I don't know what could cause it to blank out like that, but I've never had an experience like it before, and everything about it unsettles me immensely. I'm not sure if anyone has ever had any similar experiences, but this was one of the creepiest things that's ever happened to me. Does anyone know what I could have seen that night? I had an extremely, 
disconcerting experience late in the winter last year. I, for context, live in an extremely isolated community. The forest stretches forever around us, and the next closest town is an hour or two away. It was late December, and I was out in the woods with my mother and telescope to try to catch a glimpse of Jupiter and Saturn in conjunction in the sky. The sun had just set, the snow was deep, and then we started to hear the screaming. It was this woman's voice just screaming for help. I couldn't even tell if it was human or animal at first, but eventually I could make out the words, help me. But it was all so animalistic. We called the police and I went to go look for her and got totally lost. The snow was so deep and the trail seemed to just disappear in front of me. I was hearing her voice and yelling that help was coming, and to keep shouting so that I could find her. I know the area very well, and I know these trails like the back of my hand, but everything just melted away, and I felt as though I was almost being watched by something. The things get really weird at this point. I'm getting closer and closer. I hear another voice coming from that spot. I see a flash of a fox in my peripheral vision. I turn a corner and suddenly stop. This massive red fox is standing there, staring right into my soul. I swear its eyes were almost human. The snow was too deep to get around it, and I couldn't move, and this thing was just staring me down. I screamed at it and threw snow and sticks, but it just watched me, and I swear it could have opened its mouth and begun to speak. It wouldn't let me pass, at all. I've seen so many foxes here, but I swear to God, something was different about this one, in a disconcertingly protective way. It was like he knew me, and I knew him. Then the 911 operator called me, so I could guide the police to the scene, since we were pretty far in the bush. I was totally lost and confused. I'm trying to find my way back, and then I see the fox again. He watches me and then slips back away into the forest. Suddenly, I see these fox tracks in the snow. I begin following them and I pop out of the brush within 20 meters of the two armed police officers. The police and fire department searched into the night and found nothing. In the spring, two or three kilometers from the site, in the opposite direction of where I heard the screams, they found what was left of a woman's body. What the heck did I almost run into that night? And what was protecting me? Thanks for tuning in to episode number 51 of the Cryptid Encounters Horror Story series. As always, if you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button, as it helps me out a ton in the YouTube algorithm. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it, and that's very helpful to me. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please give this episode a 5-star rating, as it truly helps me out a ton over there. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit the subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new video, as I upload them almost every single day on all things natural and supernatural. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story tonight was your favorite. Also, if you have an encounter with a cryptid or something different, please be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net. 
It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. I hope everyone has been enjoying their summer and is keeping safe out there. If you're on the go, but don't have YouTube Premium, but you still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. And like I said, it's absolutely free and always will be. If you would like to support the Swamp outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, maybe check out the merch store. I have t-shirts, hoodies, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. Thank you guys, as always, for supporting the Swamp the way you do. I couldn't do this on a daily basis without you guys. I'll see you all soon with some more creepy stories. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.